0: and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. I am uh, super excited and pumped about today's episode. You know, I I seem to say that about every episode, we've had some amazing guests on, everyone from, you know, my friend Robin Sharma, Larry King, Tom Chi, JJ Virgin, uh, LeVar Burton, on and on. I uh, really appreciate your feedback and just to hear how much you've been receiving and the value you've been receiving and how you've been applying the lessons from Soul Talk into your life. Today is no exception. Uh, today's guest is a very special guest. Uh, he started a website, which currently has probably more, but at least over 17 million monthly subscribers, considered the number one natural health website in the world. He's a doctor of chiropractic, certified doctor of natural medicine, clinical nutritionist, has a passion to uh, help people eat healthy and live uh, healthy lifestyles. I actually had been taking his products without knowing this man and love his products. Uh, he's the author of uh, several best-selling books: Eat the The Real Food Diet Cookbook, Essential Oils, Ancient Medicine. Uh, one of the reasons I'm really excited to have him is when I watched his videos a while back. I really felt his passion and just genuine a sense of purpose, calling, and sincerity for sharing the message and inspiring people. So welcome to the conversation. Well, welcome to Soul Talk, Dr. Josh Axe. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's
1: great to have you on, man. You know, I'm always, I have a bunch of questions for you, but I'm always uh, curious to find out, especially since some of my audience and some of those listening, you may not know a bit about who you are, your background. And so I'm just curious as to, you know, what inspired you to begin your journey into natural medicine I know there was a, a few events that occurred I heard about in terms of your mother but I'm curious was that was that the impetus was there something else like how did you start along this path of you know natural medicine and helping people and functional medicine what, what was what was the motivation the inspiration
2: yeah, so for me, uh, growing up, my family was sort of always into fitness, and so my mom was my mm. uh, gym teacher in elementary school and a swim instructor. My dad was a weightlifter and a semi-pro water skier, so we sort of worked out a lot, but at 40 years old, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, which was really shocking yeah. to us because, you know, if you would have looked at her, you would have thought, oh, this person is healthy, she's fit, but she was diagnosed with cancer. My family lived in what i sort of call a medical model. Anytime we were sick growing up, we immediately went to our, you know, uh, family doctor got put on medications and, and we knew nothing about nutrition. We knew nothing about natural health. So my mom went through all the traditional medical treatments. She wouldn't have a mastectomy. She went through rounds and rounds and rounds of chemotherapy. And I can still remember this day seeing her hair fall out. I remember looking at her and thinking she had aged 20 years in two weeks and just saying to myself, man, I never want to see anyone have to go through this again. Now she was eventually diagnosed as being cancer free. And they said she was healthy. But the problem was she actually seemed sicker than ever after going through all of her her chemo treatments. And for the next 10 years, my mom struggled with chronic fatigue syndrome. She got put on antidepressant medications and anxiety medications. And she was really just sick and tired all the time. And 10 years later, I'm actually studying to become a doctor. And I get a call from my mom and she said, I've got bad news. Uh, I've been diagnosed with cancer again. What do I do? And I said, mom, I'll be home. I flew, uh, flew back from Florida, back to Ohio. First thing we did is we sat down and we prayed together and we felt really led Mm. to take care of her all naturally. And so with my mom, uh, we decided to take a natural route. And so we had her start juicing vegetables every single day. We had her start using essential oils like frankincense and myrrh. We had her start doing supplements, uh, ancient remedies like Mm. reishi mushroom and turmeric. And she followed this natural. And the other thing she did, too, is we, we practiced a lot of uh, visualization and, and also um, uh, prayer and worked on her mindset. And so she took out uh, positive affirmations and, and Bible verses and wrote those down. And so she she had a tape recorder and she tape recorded herself saying, you know, claiming her healing and wow. uh, and also visualizing her herself, you know, down the road playing with her grandkids and completely healthy. So she did this day and night. And so she followed this natural health protocol for four months. She went back to her oncologist and they called the next day after doing a CT scan. And they said, their exact words were, this is highly unusual. We, we haven't really ever seen this before, but your tumors have shrunk in half. They said, keep doing what you're doing. She went back nine months later, complete remission. So now my mom actually, she just uh, turned 67 and, Uh, she has great, great health. And so that's that experience of Mm. my mom healing with natural medicine is what really led me to become a doctor and and also into, uh, you know, starting my functional medicine practice in the past. I no longer run that practice. Now I run a, a vitamin and supplement company, but, um, that's, that's sort of Mm. what led me to where I'm at today.
1: It's amazing. I'm curious, you know, you sparked a few questions, but I want to ask, a uh, foundational question first before i jump jump off a little bit um, you know there's so like, there's so much information today about health and what health is and what health should be and is there, a, is there a definition that you have of health like what is health? you know I mean we talk about health, but what is health? How do you define health?
2: yeah, well, I think one of the more sta- there's a few different types of definitions, but one of the definitions that i uh that I tend to uh to say is, you know, health is being in harmony, uh, in body, mind and spirit. And so it's having physical, good physical health, it's having good mental health, it's having good spiritual health. And so I think all those things sort of accompany accompany somebody being completely healthy. And I will say this, you know, obviously aging is a normal thing. And so, you know, if an eighty year old is on seven or eight medications you know, I wouldn't call that healthy, but if you have an 80 year old who, Hey, they they may not be able to go and uh, run a six minute mile, but you know, they're still able to ride a bike and, and uh, you know, and they still feel and look pretty good then I consider that to be healthy for an 80 year old. So again, I think that's kind of a moving definition, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I think it's how, you know, having harmony in body, mind and spirit.
1: Mm -hmm. So let's say someone is listening to this conversation and maybe, you know, they've neglected the, the, the physical part. Maybe they don't, they're, they're fatigued. They're, they're not healthy holistically. Is there uh? What, what, I guess, where, where, where would someone start? Maybe they're a little out of shape, you know, they're low energy. Uh, where, where would they begin?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I really think if somebody uh, is looking to get healthy, they should start with their diet and then start, and then after mm-hmm. that movement, and then after that, Forms of prayer, well, maybe first prayer and meditation, but that being said, you know, I really think people should, number one, uh, from a diet standpoint, just change breakfast. You know, maybe you can't mm-hmm. change everything, but if you just change breakfast, you're changing, you know, one third of your entire diet. So that's pretty big getting started off the right way. So what I recommend my patients do is do a smoothie that can be made with as little as three ingredients. It's a superfood smoothie, Mm. and you're going to do one cup of either coconut milk or almond milk, one cup of berries, like blueberries, and one scoop of a collagen protein powder, and that can be a natural, like, vanilla flavor chocolate flavor, Uh, Mm. and that's it, just those three simple ingredients. But if people can just change that with breakfast, that is a game changer. Mm. And the other thing I'll say when it comes to exercise, I think a lot of people feel like they need to exercise hours a day. I really think if somebody yeah. is able to exercise an hour a week, that's enough for, most, hmm. for, for a lot of people. So if somebody did like 20 minutes, three days a week of something that's a little bit more intense, like burst training or interval training, uh, that can be great. Or just in general, moving more, going for a you know, doing something active every day for 20 minutes whether it be a bike ride or a brisk walk or doing some light weights or an y- online yoga class or whatever it is. But I think that's where I would start is just trying to move, uh, for, for 20 minutes a day. So,
1: okay. It, you, you know, you talk about breakfast, the smoothie, one cup of coconut milk, a cup of berries, uh, collagen protein sounds really simple. So I'm curious, Number one, why you said it's a game changer. Why is it such a game changer? And secondly, uh, if it's that simple, which it really kind of is, I guess, why does, why does what, what have you found as to why so many people uh, resist making such a small shift in their life? Is there anything that well, you've seen?
2: Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. Well, number one, I think uh, there's so much information out there, you know. Now, I just said what I think is healthy, but you've got all these marketing companies. Again, uh, mm. you know, whether it be General Mills or, hey, you know, got a product like Cheerios, you know, them saying, mm. hey, it has, whole, it has made with whole grains and, you know, and everything else. I mean, that, that, that stuff is nonstop all the time, whether it be on traditional media or even social channels today. And so I do think that, there's a lot of inform- conflicting information out there. So people don't really know what to do. Also, people kind of get addicted to the things that they, they love. So,
0: yeah. so, no,
2: I think that berry smoothies taste fantastic, and most people do. Once they hmm. switch to them, they're like, wow, this is such a great-tasting breakfast. But some people, man, they just they love having this, their cereal for breakfast or their bagels or donuts mm. or whatever it might be. So I think sometimes there's a little bit of that, I've always had this, I want to continue to have this. But I do know that if people are able to do this smoothie, you know, what I say mm-hmm. is, you know, for breakfast, for meals, you want to make sure you're getting protein, <laughs> fiber, and healthy fat and sort of and, and nutrients with every meal. And that breakfast I just shared with you does it. And, of course, there's lots of other options for – there's other options for breakfast and for lunch and dinner, but I found that to be probably the mm-hmm. easiest and fastest.
1: Mm-hmm and in terms of you know nutrition because you started off also talking about nutrition that, that was one of the things you shifted when you were uh kind of working with your mother to bring her back into health uh again with nutrition as well there's so much talk about nutrition that i think it can be so confusing paleo keto vegan yeah, i mean it just it's just yeah
2: i mean it yeah. feels like there's
1: a new thing every every weekend you know to do and so I'm kind of confused. I'm sure people listening are are sort of confused. I know you talk a lot about nutrition, but can you just provide some perspective and sanity? I mean, I have vegan friends that are just, you know, that are so militant about veganism and raw food friends are militant about raw food. Like this is the best way. This is the only way. So is there some uh, guidance you can give if someone is feeling into how to find, is there a right diet and how to find maybe
2: the best diet for themselves? Yeah, it's great. And you brought up a great point. There actually isn't one diet that's perfect for everybody. But I think generally mm. speaking, here's the thing to keep in mind, just eat real food. You know, I have studied, yeah, I've studied cultures from around the world. And listen, there have been Eskimos who lived on a keto diet and pretty much whale blubber that lived to be over 100. There have been vegans that yeah. have lived to be over 100. There have been people on paleo mm. on 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 all sorts of diets. And so but the one thing they have in common is the healthiest people, they eat real food. They eat mostly food and not things that are packaged. And so that's one of the things just to remember is what diet's the best? Well, typically the diet that where people are eating the most food, not, pa- not packaged things that have 10 or more ingredients, things that are just almonds and apple, broccoli, you know, grass-fed beef, something like that. Eating food is where I think people need to start. And then after that, you know, your body will tell you what you need. I, You know, and I see this a lot with some of the people Mm -hmm. in the vegan community. Uh, And hey, if if somebody is really convicted for ethical purposes, I'm not going to go and fight them on that. But I do know that your body will tell you. So in in ancient Chinese medicine, you could easily tell how someone's doing by looking at their tongue or reading their pulse. So for instance, if somebody sticks out their Mm -hmm. tongue and there's a red, the tip of the tongue is very red, it tends to mean that there's a, heart deficiency. Maybe there's inflammation in there. If your tongue is too pale, it means there's a blood deficiency. People need to build their blood and have anemia. If there's a coating on the tongue, we, in Western medicine, we call that candida today. In Chinese medicine, it was called dampness. And if there's a coating only on the back, it's adrenal fatigue. Uh, and so all those things said, like I can look at somebody's tongue and know what they need, but if I have a vegan that comes to me and their tongue looks great, well, great. Hey, keep eating the way you're eating.
1: If I have a vegan
2: that comes to to me and I look at their tongue and I feel their pulse and it's pale, I know they have a major blood deficiency. And you know, the best way to cure that is red meat. And so I'm going to suggest that because medically speaking, that's what their body needs in order to be Mm -hmm. healthy. And so again, but I've had people before who were eating too much meat and then you know, and I needed to have them do more veggies and veggie juices, but it it really Mm -hmm. does depend upon the person. And I think people could probably go to, uh, like more of a Chinese medical doctor or an acupuncturist. And they can oftentimes tell you what you have Mm -hmm. going on, a doctor of functional medicine, some chiropractors, but I think those are the people I would seek first for dietary advice.
1: That's cool. Now, one thing I love about you is, is as I was watching some of your videos and, and, you know, get your your, your emails, is you seem to have such a multidisciplinary approach. You know, it's not you, – you, you, you sometimes share tips from Ayurveda to Chinese medicine. I mean, it's just
2: mm-hmm. so broad,
1: which I really like. It's very, very holistic. Are there any foods that maybe we, we mistakenly think, oh, this is really good for me, you know, this is, this is actually healthy but you found, as a as a doctor and your studies in nutrition, and that is actually it's a myth. It's it's actually detrimental. Is there anything like that that we typically take for granted?
2: Well, there are several things, and going back to this, I think it depends on the person. But here's the one that will shock right. some people: uh, raw vegetables and salads are not healthy for everyone. Especially raw oh. vegetables. Raw vegetables are difficult to digest. Now, if somebody has a robust mm. digestive system, they'll digest raw vegetables just fine. But if somebody has an mm. autoimmune disease or inflammatory mm. bowel disease, leaky gut, severe candida, any of those issues, they should actually only consume cooked vegetables. You know, in Chinese medicine, when somebody had mm. uh, a colder flu or or inflammatory bowel disease or autoimmune disease, they had them consume mostly soups because soups are warming and, uh, and drying for dampness. So they'd have them do herbal tea, which dries dampness and chicken broth, which is sort of warming and nourishing as well. So like your body can become too cold and damp internally. In fact, why do we call it a cold today? Mm. Well, we call it a cold because that's a Chinese medicine term. It means your body is too cold internally So all the ancient remedies for curing a cold are warming herbs and spices like ginger, cayenne pepper, Mm. garlic. You know, these things are very cinnamon. These are very warming. When I first moved to Nashville, you might think this is funny, but I had a patient Mm. and they had a cold. And I said, Hey, you know, go home. And I said, do ginger herbal tea and drink chicken broth. And, and they said, well, what about drinking a hot toddy? And I was like, what? Hot toddy. (laughs) Anyway, it's whiskey. And, And I thought, well, where did they come up with that? And I realized, Whiskey is the hottest of all liqueurs. It actually warms your body up very quickly. So to where, honestly, I don't think it's the best thing to do. It's definitely better than yeah, drinking beer, not. which is cooling. But, yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> mm. Got it. Got it. So really following what your body is needing. Uh, what, what about, you know, sugar? In terms of, that's a big yeah. one. I mean, that's something yeah. I, I've had an issue yeah. with. I'm actually on a cleanse right now, so I'm feeling really great and sugar-free you know i'm feeling vital feeling alive but you know some people might say hey my body needs sugar it's craving sugar i need sugar that's what i need i'm going to go eat some sugar i mean so so obviously we know that sugar is not the best for us but uh how can you know how can we get off sugar what it's you know basically it's essentially kind of a drug and so i'm curious your thoughts on getting off of sugar and the impact of sugar
2: yeah Yes. Yeah, so, so, and this is an important thing to consider. And a lot of people may have never, may, never been taught this, but what Ayurvedic medicine teaches and along with other types of uh, Asian medicine is, is that it's important. We're getting all of the flavors into our diet. So that's one thing to remember wow. is to, to, wow. and today we, we consume all sweet and salty. We get almost mm. no bitter or sour or umami. And those are flavors that are prevalent in the Middle East and in Asia and India, and we're not getting those today. So if somebody has sugar addictions, actually, consuming more bitter and sour foods will eliminate that over time. Sugar causes your body to become damp. Think mucus, phlegm, candida. Bitter herbs Mm -hmm. and foods dry up dampness. So if people can add more herbs and spices into their diet, like turmeric and ginger and garlic and black pepper, Um, drinking herbal teas like Holy Basil or Pau Darko, these dry up dampness in the body. But you're right, sugar is probably the most destructive macronutrient that we are consuming on a regular basis, and it's causing weight gain, it's causing hormone imbalance, it's causing digestive issues and a number of other problems. But I think if people can get more sour foods, which tend to be rich in probiotics, so sauerkraut, kimchi, um, you know, uh, real kefir, you know, that's raw and organic, mm-hmm. those types of things. But it's the sour foods, it's the bitter foods. Those are going to help counteract dampness. And the other thing that or that sort of candida issue, and the other thing would be uh, getting more probiotic rich foods or taking probiotic supplements. But I think those will help sort of over time eliminate a lot of those really serious sugar and carb cravings people have. Mm, got it.
1: Why are the probiotics important? Can you share a bit about that? I know gut yeah, health yeah, is a key yeah. to health, but what, so talk to me about that.
2: Yeah, well, Hippocrates said over 2,000 years ago, all health begins in the gut. And so mm. we know today that we actually have more bacteria in our uh, digestive tract than we do cells in our body. And so actually your gut bacteria acts as another organ, which people have quoted, it, you know, some researchers saying around 70% of our immune system is located in our gut and so all that being said most people today have far too much bad bacteria or overgrowth of yeast not near enough of these good bacteria such as acidophilus bifidobacterium some of the others we have to have and so that's why probiotics are key is you know historically our ancient ancestors consumed lots of fermented foods it's how they preserved food over time our ancient ancestors Mm -hmm. also got soil probiotics because they would eat food from their local soil and still have a little bit of dirt on it. There's actually probiotics mm-hmm. in dirt. Well, we don't, and, I'm, and, and <laughs> I'm not saying don't wash off your food. You want to wash it off. But even when you buy yeah. carrots at your local farmer's market, even when you wash them, there's still there's little brown specks and, and carrots that are from mm-hmm. the farmer's market. Those are soil-based probiotics. We don't get any of those today in our diet anymore. So again, probiotics are crucial, both getting them in food and supplement. When you start to repopulate the bacteria in your gut, you have healthier bowel movements. You have, here's another big one. You have a higher rate of nutrient absorption. There's a study at a Stanford medical school, and they found when you take just even a probiotic supplement, it can double your absorption of B vitamins, vitamin B12, which is critical for energy Vitamin B9, also Mm. known as folate, which is important for pregnant mothers, and neural development and fertility. Uh, B3, which is Mm. important for heart health. B1, which is important for thyroid. Huge for thyroid health. So, again, probiotics are a huge deal because you aren't what you Mm. eat. You are what you digest. And most of us are not absorbing or digesting things well at all.
1: Mm, I like that. You want what you eat. You want what you digest. That's awesome. Beautiful, beautiful probiotics. Now I'm curious about, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, And a couple of things you said that inspired you in terms of when you were helping your mother heal. Um, I'm curious because I know there's, there's probably lots of people listening to this conversation. Maybe they're in that situation. They're going through that situation where maybe someone is, is not healthy or has a life threatening illness. And so what have you found as to, like, why do some people heal or get healthy, and why do some people not? Is, is there, are there any specific factors that you've seen that make the difference? Because, obviously, your mother got healthy, and you now she's 67. She's, you know, brunt, She's alive. She's running races, five Ks, 7 k. But I know folks who, they try to get healthy, but they don't, so... are are there any differentiating things that make the difference that you've seen? Is there a reason? I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think, I think there's two, uh, well, I think there's several things. Let me me mention the first and the most important to me, uh, Mm -hmm. and it has to do with your mindset, the will to live and the Mm -hmm. belief that you're going to live. In fact, there are studies and, and people can do a Google search after this and look up, you know, placebo effect for, for uh, you know, dying early or for for cancer early death or misdiagnosis, you know that's a mm. that's a big one. Searching that, and you'll find that you know there's been cases where somebody has been said you will die in three months. A doctor said you have cancer, you have six months left to live. They died in six months. They went back did an autopsy. There was no cancer at all in the body. It was a misdiagnosis. So that being said, mm. if people believe that they're going to die, a lot of times they will. Because they have, that, they have that mind and that belief of, what's, uh, of that, that they're going to have, that they're going to die. So that being said, like with my mom, uh, my mom, again, a big part of her healing was saying these healing scriptures. But along with that, she visualized herself 20, 30 years down the road, bringing her grandkids to Disney World, you know, walking on the beach with her husband. She visualized and had this sort of mind of pure joy of things that she wanted to do in her life. And I really believe that's the most important part of healing. Here's the sad truth. Most people go into their medical establishment, and what they actually teach doctors to do in medical school is give people the worst, ca- the worst uh, case scenario. And so they actually strike fear in a person. And what that fear mm-hmm. does is then uh, actually breeds more uh, cancer. And Let me say this. So here's something that might, uh, might, might be new to everybody. But different emotions you experience cause disease in specific organs. This is a principle of Chinese medicine. So if you have the emotion of fear, it causes. So think about this. If a child has a nightmare, like like a young child, they actually can wet the bed, right? Why do kids wet the bed? They have nightmares. They have fear. But if we have fear as adults, We may not wet ourselves, but it causes dysfunction of our kidneys, our adrenals, our reproductive organs. So it causes disease in that area of the body. If somebody has the emotion of worry, it actually causes disease of the upper GI in the breast. So breast cancer tends to be due to a lot of worry over time. The emotion of anger causes liver toxicity. Mm. Why do we call somebody an angry drunk? Well, liver Alcohol causes liver disease, causes you to act out in anger, or anger causes liver and vice versa. The emotion of anxiety causes heart-related issue, high blood pressure, and issues related to your central nervous system. And the emotion of grief causes immune dysfunction, so autoimmune disease, common cold, inflammatory bowel disease, all those types of issues. So think about this. The emotion of fear actually affects your Adrenals, your kidney, your reproductive organs, which is also connected to your bones and bone marrow, which is all your stem cells. It's mm. what also can cause metastasis of cancer. So when people go into their doctor today, they strike fear in them rather than giving them hope. And, you know, there's actually yes. Bible verses and fa- famous proverbs that talk about hope is your greatest form of medicine. And that's just not some mm. silly saying. It's a medical fact that when people have these 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 emotions are the most healing. It's love, hope, Mm. and joy. When people have a spirit of joy Mm. and hope and love, they actually bodies are able to heal. Versus fear and the others, it's actually going to cause disease. And again, these are these aren't folk tales; Mm -hmm. these are medical facts. I
1: love it. Love, hope, and joy. So, do you feel it's it's possible for? I know that some people may, maybe someone listening into this conversation is going through something right now. Do you feel it's I mean are you saying it's possible that anyone can heal? I mean or, or are there just some situations that mm, people are just it's 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 not happening? I mean do, do you feel that by shifting into love, hope, joy, forgiveness, you know, appreciation, prayer, visualization, tapping into uh, a future, a purpose for the future like your mother had That there is the possibility that anyone can heal.
2: I do, yeah. And and again, Mm. and let me say this too. I think to the degree that somebody is sick is to the degree that they would need to have those emotions and belief rise up Uh, within themselves.
0: uh, Right. And so
2: it's one thing if hey, there's no doubt that building peace and joy can lower blood pressure. Okay, (laughs) there's medical studies. Mm -hmm. Somebody goes to their doctor, they got high blood pressure. Hey, you got to reduce stress. You got to. So the emotion of peace and joy. Yeah. With something minor, like some blood pressure, we know that works. And, and it doesn't take a lot. It takes, hey, maybe a 20% shift when somebody has cancer or something else that's really severe multiple sclerosis yeah. or something <laughs> like that. It, it's a whole nother level of this sort of belief and sort of transformation that needs mm-hmm. to happen within somebody's mind and spirit.
1: How could, I guess how can how, – okay, let's say I, I am – I have an illness or MS or cancer. It, it, you know, it's, a, it's not the easiest thing to access peace, joy, love, gratitude, appreciation. Yeah. So, uh, like, how, how do I go from – if I'm in that place, how do I go from uh, they just told me I'm going to die or I'm really in, in a deep amount of pain to – are there any specific things I can do to access that peace, joy, gratitude that you're talking about any disciplines any specific things
2: yeah and i'll I'll share with you again what what i've had patients do what i've done myself what i've had mom do but 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 if i were in that situation number one thing i would do is i would schedule it i would be intentional Mm -hmm. about it and so i would look at my entire day days and weeks ahead Mm -hmm. and i would say okay uh, i want to schedule time with people that are encouraging and love on me you know the people that are leeches that mm. you know discourage me or suck my life out of me or feed into that negativity i'm moving them out of my <laughs> life i'm i'm writing down the five people that i need to be around who are going to build me up and so that's number 1 number 2 i'm going to spend time being grateful i'm going to just start writing out and saying all the things i'm grateful for uh, the next thing I would do, and again, and I know people have different religious beliefs here that are listening to this, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, this ep- episode. But for me, you know, I, I believe in, in in God, and um, and uh, so for me, like I would spend time, you know, praising God. Like I'd listen to praise and worship music, mm. and and I believe you know, all of us have a purpose here. And my purpose, yep. what I was taught growing up, was love God, love people. I'm meant to be connected to my <laughs> Creator and develop a deep relationship for Him, and I believe that. Uh, you know, he loves me and, and gave uh, a lot for me and he takes interest in my life. So I love God. And then I'm called to love people. And so knowing that mm-hmm. I, uh, those are two things I'd work on as well. I'd spend time praising God and mm-hmm. for, you know, and, and I do this already. Like I, like I have a vision board up in my <laughs> room and I, and I write down, I say, Lord, I thank you so much for just putting this house, you know, roof over my head. I thank you for my amazing, beautiful, brilliant wife. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my purpose you've given me. So I just, I spend time in a state of purpose and gratefulness. I spend time praising God. Uh, You know, our our church has praise and worship nights. I'll go singing, you know, singing is a great way, especially positive music, watching funny funny movies. Like you probably have noticed this, Coop, but like, like, you, you turn on the television today, everything is dark. I was t- talking to my wife yeah. about this growing up. We used to watch this uh, on, I forget what station it was, but TGIF, you know, it was like, I know this all mm-hmm. sounds silly, but like, I forget, Family Matters or Steve Burke or whatever. Like we would laugh. Like there was all these comedies on. Today it's like the TV is so dark. And um, mm-hmm. so all that being said, I would just write out a plan of, you know, of daily spending time doing things that sort of build joy in life and health and a little bit of exercise builds, uh, you know, builds. it causes endorphins to be released as well. So I would, mm. I would do a lot of those things.
1: Nice. Beautiful.
2: Uh, he talks about prayer. And so I'm curious,
1: when you say prayer, I mean, you're saying praising God, praising your creator, or, you know, anyone listening, whatever you believe, uh, the great one, the great force. Uh, so, but when you say prayer, is that different from praising and what is prayer to you? Because you've mentioned prayer at least four times, and, and I took note of that. So I think it must be pretty important yeah. in terms of at least your experience in health and your experience for your mother. So what is prayer? How does someone pray? How do you pray?
2: Yeah, so I, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what prayer is, about it just yeah. presenting requests to God. And I do think that's yeah. one way. But prayer to me is... Uh, it's a two way conversation between me and between God. And, and that's, and that's really what prayer is. And so for me, you know, all, uh, like, and I, I believe that I, I'm partnering with God, you know, God has called me for his specific purposes. And so for me, it's to transform the health of the world. And so everything I'm doing every single day, whether it be, uh, you know, going to do a speaking engagement or going to drop off a package at UPS, whatever it is, I'm called to, um, do it with excellence. I'm called to do it with love and kindness. And so for me, you know, I wake up every morning and I start off and I first thing I do is get face down and say, Lord, just, you know, I'm so grateful for you. And I praise who you are. And sometimes I'll listen and just say, Hey, what would you like me to do today? You know, a lot of times I just kind of Mm. feel like nudges like, Hey, you, you know, you should work on this or do this or, and I'm, I'm just conscious of his presence. And so for me, prayer is a two way conversation between number one, um, listening from god number two presenting my request to him and knowing that hey you know what like i'm not going to try and do there's there's a bible verse i love and it's it's not by might nor by my power but by his spirit so for me like a lot of times like i've been in situations so many times in the past where something looks impossible maybe in business where it's like 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 something Like i will give you an example like and this might seem a little silly like i wanted to do a radio show years ago but literally, there, were, there was not a single time slot available. There, there was another doctor who was on three hours uh, on the weekends, mm. and he had the only show. And, and I just knew I was kind of thought, well, maybe I'm never going to get on. But I just started praying. I said, Lord, would you offer open up an opportunity for me to get on this and, you know, do this show? And, mm. you know, three months later, all of a sudden, the guy moves to Colorado. I'm able to start doing a show. I mean, that's <laughs> such a little – I mean, I've had things more meaningful and powerful than that. But there are things like that Mm -hmm. too. Like I didn't try and go and badmouth the guy. I didn't go and try (laughs) and. It It was just one of those things where, hey, I was prayerful and I knew if the door, if the Lord opened up the door, hey, great. And actually, let me give you another example. Like I prayed for a long time that I would have a syndicated radio show across the country, and I eventually Mm -hmm. got on five stations. But it was like pushing a boulder up a hill, and finally, Mm -hmm. like I was praying, I said, "Lord, I would love to do this." I felt He said, "You know what?" He said, "You know, go online," and I was like, "Okay." So I started doing YouTube videos. This is like nine, like 10 years ago. And I started wow. <laughs> building my online presence instead of doing radio. And boom, mm-hmm. you know, my business blew up. But, but that was another thing. That was a conversation with God. And I wasn't trying to force my way into doing something. Or, But, but I, that's prayer to me. It's this two-way conversation mm-hmm. of me connecting with my father, God. And then praise to me is just spending a time in worship, realizing that it's not about me. You know what? It's about if we, if there's a God, it's about him and he's the creator of mm-hmm. everything. He's the creator of me and he has a purpose for me. So, um, you know, anyways, and I could go on and on and on there, but that, I love it. That's, I love that's it. sort of, yeah, for me. So, mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I think, I think when, when, when I'm really tuning into what you're saying, cause I really think when you really surrender in the way you're talking about, um, you open to grace, true grace flowing. And, uh, I think that's yeah. a beautiful thing such a beautiful thing and I think so so often we you know we in our personal ego selves we try to make our lives happen force our lives happen and you know kind of talking about health or where we began I think that creates so much stress to try and make things happen all on our own you know and it really impacts our stress and our vitality and our aliveness and so it's beautiful I love that you as a doctor and as a you know uh influential figure in the field of nutrition and health you're sharing this piece because I think it is so many people I found, you know, Dr. Axe focus on the supplements, nutrition and what have you, but they don't have the inner, the inner connection. They don't have the connection to the divine, to source, which is the ultimate. And so it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Was there ever a time where you felt like uh, giving up, I mean, maybe obviously the time with your mother was, was challenging. I'm curious what kept you going in the face of of, challenge, of that challenge, challenging time, but also even after that, building your business the last 10, 12 years, did you feel like giving up? Did you feel like quitting? Or was uh, obviously, no, no success is a straight line. So if so, what got you through, what kept you going those, through those times?
2: Yeah, you know, I've had a couple times in my career where I felt that way, and I'll say, uh, you know, one, one of the more recent ones, when I say more recent, this was probably, mm. you know, four 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 and a half years ago. And this might shock some people, but, you know, about four and a half years ago, I, uh, I, I, I ended up, uh, or I got yeah, it was four and a half years ago about, I ended up um, mm. uh, feeling called into starting a, being part of a business with my actually now business partner, Jordan Rubin, but we started a, a food company <clears throat> called Beyond Organic, and we had grass-fed beef and kale chips and kombucha. And um, so we launched this food company, and I left my practice. My associate took over my practice, and I sold my mm. practice. And, and I had a, a, pretty much all the money I had, I put into this business because I believe so much oh. in organic, healthy food. Like, like we are doing regenerative agriculture, and it was amazing. Again, we're the, we're the second company to ever do kombucha at the time. And, um, wow. And so, and anyways, so this is probably about eight years ago or so, um, seven, yeah, something like that. And, um, so anyway, started this company and I worked at it for three years. Like we did everything we could to, to try and make it succeed, but we didn't realize like shipping, like grass fed kefir <laughs> and beef across the country, like the shipping costs in summer things were melting. So literally lost mm. everything Co- company had oh, to wow. be, uh, you know, had to be, sh- well, Sort of, Jordan sold the company because he was the owner. I was kind of left without any job to do. And my website wow. wasn't making money at the time. It was just sort of breaking even or even losing a little money. So, like Chelsea and I mm. just, you know, got down on our hands and knees and prayed. And we said, Lord, just give us wisdom and guidance. And I felt like the Lord really told me, mm. He said, Josh, go all in on your website, mm. drx.com. Just go all in. Because at the time, I'd been to, do, doing two or three different things at a time, you know, it wasn't complete focus. So I did that. And then a few months later, we saw this sort of, um, you know, uh, income started going up and then up more and up more. And we got down to where we had less than $10,000 in our total bank account. We had house payment. I mean, this is just four and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. A lot of people might think, oh, I've always had, you know, maybe a successful business, but um, you know, that was something wow. that God really came through for us. But yeah, when we, when we're in times of trouble, and I remember too, like I just went out for a walk and I just praised God and said, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? You know, we move in with, mm. <laughs> with my parents or Chelsea's parents, there are people around the mm. world that have it much rougher than I did. So I think when I had that perspective too, what's the worst that can happen, cool. you know, living with your parents. So anyways, mm. it ended up, it ended up working out.
1: Wow. Uh, four and a half years ago. <laughs> so what do you say? Uh, go all in. That was the guidance you got. I, I guess what did all in mean? What did you do to 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 what actions did you take uh, to turn things around? Was there any specific things you did? Because obviously four and a half years you built a hugely successful you know company website, nutritional products, what have you. I mean it turned around, but four year four and a half years is not that long ago.
2: No, not at all. And actually, now that I'm thinking of it, actually, come this May, uh, May or June, it'll be five years. So I always like to be accurate, but, uh, yeah, come June, it'll, it'll be five. But we, um, you know, like, we, we weren't selling much. Like, I had a cookbook at the time that was really about our only product, a cookbook and a workout DVD. And I realized that I needed to create more products. So I went to work, and for six weeks, I worked on this product called – I called it my, my – the sort of Dr. Axe or my secret detox program. So over six weeks, I just spent, you know, day and night just writing and putting things together. And, and we launched the detox program, I want to say in September of that year. So like four months later, and had, we actually had more success launching that program than we had the whole year before in total sales. So, wow. so that was huge. We, we start I started putting together and then I put together a, a, a gut health program and then put together a, uh, a essential oil program and other things over the years. And so really just, it started doing, uh, just creating uh, online programs for people to follow, which were, you know, we got grave mm. reviews on and how many people it helped, but that's uh, yeah, that's what just really focused on creating those programs.
1: Mm, gotcha.
2: And, and, you know, I, I think sometimes I get a quote,
1: when I speak to people, speak to clients, you know, many times as people pursue their dreams, you know, they're faced with challenge, challenges. You said you were, you had a total of $10,000, you know, in your bank accounts, which, you know, for some people might be a lot, but you you know, $10,000 in, in today's day and age, you can go through pretty quickly. And so uh, how, how did you deal with your, uh, how did you deal with your mind? You know, because sometimes the mind can, can start going crazy and start, going into the future and, and, and freaking out. And and I think the fear can hijack us. So is there any way you dealt, are there any specific things that you did to manage your mind, to manage your internal state? I know obviously prayer is one of them, but were there any things you did on a daily basis on top of that to, to stay, to be able to stay focused and not just go into the overwhelm of, the future negative future fantasy to stay in the moment to stay in the yeah. present i'm just curious about that
2: yeah so for me uh i had to sort of catch because i i am a futuristic thinker i'm always thinking ahead mm-hmm. and so i had to kind of become present time conscious and say to myself um uh you know focus on the here and now and also you can only control what you control can control and for me again this yeah. is why i think somebody's spiritual beliefs are so important I had a, I had a, uh, a mm. verse, a scripture verse that that I just meditated on, and it was it's actually I've it memorized it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and it says, "For I know I for, for uh, I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you, not to harm you; plans to give you a hope and a future." So for me too, I just sort of meditated on and realized, you know what? Um, mm. I can only control what I can control. I can't control the weather. I can't control mm. everything that happens two years from now. So I just knew that I was called to love others. And part of me even as a business, I was called to do things with excellence and to do things with love. Mm. So when I put together that health program, that's what I focused on is I'm going to put out the best program I possibly can and I'm not mm. going to try and manipulate people. I'm just going to, you know, put together an amazing product and focus on the now mm. and then at the same time know that God is for me, he's not against me. You know, mm. he's for me. And I think a lot of people think, "Oh, the universe or God or whatever is working mm. against you." No, he's not. He wants to have a deep intimate relationship with you. He wants you to win. Mm. You just need to connect with him and, uh, and he's there for you. So for me, I just, I just meditated on, Hey, God's for me. And I think that, that, that sort of, uh, affirmation God is for me. I just need to do my part, uh, is what got me through it.
1: I love that. I love that affirmation folks. God is for me. I just need to do my part. That's beautiful writing that down. Awesome. You know, uh, you shared a lot today and I want to be respectful of your time. So thank you for, for coming on. It's been a joy. Folks, if you're listening into this podcast episode, I'm with the amazing Dr. Josh Max, Um I'm curious, you shared a lot, but if there were, let's say, three, based on your life, based on everything you've experienced, if there were three key life lessons the most important lessons in your life that you've learned up until now that you would like to, if these were the only three things you could pass on to the next generation uh, as a gift to forward the evolution for the next generation, I'm curious what those three uh, life lessons would be. would love for you to share.
2: Yeah, would love to. So n- number one lesson for me is, uh, to, you know, start my day out uh, on things that matter most first thing in the morning. and So every morning I do what I call my spiritual triathlon. I spend, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if people only have 15 minutes, then I spend five minutes in in gratefulness and praise, five minutes in reading a Bible or or a devotional or a personal Mm -hmm. growth book, and then five minutes in prayer and meditation. I do that spiritual triathlon Mm -hmm. every morning. And that has been a game changer for my entire life. Uh, First thing I do right when I wake up, the next lesson would be you become who you surround yourself with. And so I'm very intentional about You know, who are the five people that I'm spending my most time, the the most time with people that are encouragers, people that cause me to grow people that build me up and, and I do the same for them. And so that would be my second lesson right there. Uh, Mm. And then number three, um, I would have to say is, um, you know, living on purpose, you know, for me, like when I just give you an example, like for for me, when I'm doing any type of work or anything, creating a product, creating a label, uh, working with my team. I'm doing it because I know I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it to bring, like, I, I want to make, I want to make, uh, earth more like heaven, you know? Like, mm. I, I don't like seeing <laughs> trash on the side of the road. Like, I don't like, you know, seeing, uh, things falling apart. Like, I want things to be beautiful and amazing for everyone in terms of, you know, things being, uh, anyways, all that being said, just like, mm. I, I, I want to see things flourishing. And so one of the things I'm also passionate about, like regenerative agriculture and seeing, you know, the planet heal. So, but all that, mm. not to get sidetracked, just to get, jump back to answer your yeah. question. Number one life lesson is start that morning off time with God. Number two, mm. you know, spend time around the right people. And number three, live with purpose in terms of blessing mm. others and blessing the earth. And I think if people can do that, it's, it's going to go a long way.
1: I love it. The three keys, folks, from Dr. Ash. Beautiful three keys.
2: I'm curious, I just, I have a quick question
1: that now I'm kind of inspired to ask. We'd love to hear your perspective before we, you know, bring the interview to a close. Uh, You know, you talk about your connection to God, bringing heaven on earth, which for me, beautiful intention, uh, living on purpose. Uh, I'm curious, uh, in terms of, you know, there is a lot of pain that people go through in this human experience you know i mean there's illness your mother went through illness my mother had cancer there's people that go through abuse and pain and trauma and i mean some some really intense stuff and uh i'd love to hear your thoughts or your perspective on what what is the what do you feel is the purpose of pain or sickness or Uh, suffering or you know some of these painful things that people go through on planet earth what you know another way of asking that is why does god allow people to suffer i'm just curious especially those listening in who may be also going through some challenging things like why i mean hey why What, what why is it necessary talk to us
2: yeah sure so so to me uh, it's that God gave us choice and he gave us freedom. And so for us, you know, when, mm-hmm. when God created the heavens and the earth and he created the, you know, everything, including us, you know, we, we had a choice whether, uh, to, uh, you know, um, you know, be obedient and just do exactly what he told us to do. And I give the greatest example of this, I, I feel like there's so many things today that reflect eternity and reflect things that are bigger mm-hmm. in nature, but, you know, imagine ourselves as little kids and we're running around, you know, there's, there's fires, there's certain things that are, that are out there and we can listen to, you know, if you have a child and, and say, don't touch that, and they can decide to touch it or not touch it. But I think, you know, God mm-hmm. could have operated in two ways. One, we could have been robots, okay? And we could have just done everything he told us to without thinking, but he made us in his image and being in his image, that means that we are creative beings. We're the only beings that really are creative as he is creative in that way, uh, in, in the way we think and all the things we're able to do. And so for me, it's very much uh, my, my, my belief is, is that, you know what, um, we had a choice. Obviously, you know, if, if people believe that, you know, Adam and Eve and their sin sort of led to uh, more widespread sin. But I think that, again, either we can be robotic or we have a choice. God gave us free will. He gave us a choice to do right and wrong. And so, you mm. know, unfortunately that sort of created the environment we're in today. So, so, you know, I don't mm. think God causes people to suffer, but I think he has mm. given us this world and given us freedom to do with it what we want. But if we ask him, Lord, I need you. He's there. He's there to come through. Mm. He's there to make a way. He's there to use bad for good. But I, but I think a lot of people just aren't even connected to him at all. And so they're sort of living out on their own without the, father's mm-hmm. support. So to me, that's really what mm-hmm. it is. I don't think God ever causes us to have an injury, but I do think that for yes. for us, um, you know, and a lot of us are just not connected to him. So that's, that's, that's my, mm-hmm. my, my, belief system there.
1: Nice. Nice. Really appreciate the perspective. You know, uh, I really like these interviews to be as actionable and as practical as possible. And so as we wrap up, I'm just curious, if, if, could you assign the listeners yeah. a simple practical Uh, applicable homework assignment that they can Thing that they can immediately do like right now before they do anything else that could really create some shift in their life
2: yep so number one write down the shopping list coconut milk or almond milk one of the two frozen blueberries and multi-collagen protein vanilla or chocolate flavor you could buy that on amazon or on Whole Foods Market or Vitamin Shop, or Dr. Axe, or wherever you want, okay? But buy those three ingredients. Start doing that superfood smoothie for breakfast. And if you're going to do two other things, do that spiritual triathlon. Remember, five minutes of gratefulness, saying everything Mm. you're grateful for, or listening to a praise song, five minutes of reading something like a Bible, five minutes of prayer. And then the other thing is write down the five people that you know you need to spend more time with, that are encouragers, that you know just make you better. And then write down maybe those two people that are kind of, hey, maybe, maybe they're ruining the diet you're on. Maybe they're, they say mean things to you. Maybe they, they, they bring you down. Maybe mm-hmm. they bully you. Start getting those mm. people out of your life. So I, I know I said a lot there, but I think those, going back to those three things, I, I think it. those three things can be uh, big for people. I love it. Folks, you heard the, uh, the homework
1: assignment, uh, three things, starting with this amazing smoothie, which I'm going to try tomorrow. Coconut, uh, coconut or almond milk, frozen blueberries, and collagen. Sounds amazing. And uh, the spiritual triathlon sounds like an amazing, amazing uh, practice as well. You know, Dr. Ash, I want to really just thank you. You shared so much today, and you've just been so generous. And I really feel your heart shining through. You're a man on a mission, touched by grace, you know. And I just want everyone in our community, the Soul Talk community, to just, you know, in this moment, send you love and blessings so that you can keep inspiring more people. And uh, folks, this has been an amazing interview. What's the best way that uh, people can find out about you and your work?
2: Yeah, I would check out my uh, three three areas. My Instagram page It's Dr. Josh Axe. By the way, people might love checking out my wife. She's Dr. Chelsea Axe. She's always posting a lot of our posts. Family photos, stuff with our dogs, what we're eating, and I am too. But again, Dr. Josh Axe there, Dr. Josh Axe on Facebook, and then my website, draxe.com. That's D-R-A-X-E.com, but those are the best places to find me.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, folks. Thanks for having me. It's going to be – yeah, it's been been really great having you on, Dr. Ash. Thank you for coming on. And, folks, it's been a great interview, as I mentioned – uh i'm inspired i would love to hear from each of you write to me at Coop blackson at coopblackson.com. i want to know some of your key takeaways and uh, let me know how it's been maybe after seven days 21 days 30 days of of uh this super food smoothie practice and uh, until next episode of soul talk of now